Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Macintalk number 55 for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I am your host, Chanel Allen. Macintalk is an open Q&A conference call for anyone with Mac questions. Whether you are considering the purchase of a Mac or you are getting started, you have one and you're trying to figure out this voiceover thing on your Mac, or maybe you've had a Mac for a while and you have some questions about an app or feature. For whatever reason, I'm glad that you're joining us live tonight or later on via the podcast recording. Before we actually get on to the best part, which is your questions, well, we want to talk about iBug today. And that's still important too, because it'll connect you with the more things that we do. We can be found on our website and social media. Our website is iBugToday.org. There, the most important thing you can do is register to become a member. Registration is free and participating in any of all of our trainings and social events is free. There's also a link to view upcoming events for the month. The events for March have not yet been posted. And there is also a Mac and Talk link. Under that Mac and Talk link, you will find my email address. You will also find instructions for subscribing to the Mac and Talk discussion email list. And that's a great place to ask questions in between these calls. If something didn't get fully addressed tonight, or if somebody has additional information, or if you just want to post some other helpful learning resources. Moving out to our social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash iBugToday. In addition to having our announcements, the group is also another way for members to connect in between our events and to ask questions. On Twitter, I'm sorry, I should say X and Instagram, we are also at iBugToday. And our announcements get posted to those platforms as well. But on Twitter, our Twitter master, Herbie Allen, gives us lots of great Apple news, rumors. X-Master. X-Master. Okay. (laughs) Gives us lots of great news, deals, rumors, how-to guides, Mac stuff, and more. So be sure to check that out. And we were speaking of YouTube earlier. iBug Today has a YouTube channel where you can catch all of our workshops and the um, lessons from a previous Mac training course. If you search for the iBug Today YouTube channel, then you'll find all these things organized into playlists. And if YouTube is not your thing, but you still want to listen to us, we have podcasts. Put into your favorite smart speaker or podcast app of choice. iBug Buzz, iBug Apple Workshop, iBug Apple Cafe. I mean, iBug, oh, and iBug Mac and Talk. And you will find us. All right, that's a lot there. What do we have coming up this week? The month is drawing down, but we are certainly not. On Thursday, we have iBugs It's iBugs Life. All these events are in central time and all take place at the same Zoom ID. So you got in tonight, you'll be able to get into everything else if you save the link. I It's iBugs Life takes place on Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Facilitated by George Patiste, who is an adaptive life skills instructor. And the topic is gardening. On Friday, we have iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. That always begins at 7.15 with pre-movie social, consisting of lots of jokes, music, trivia, and just fun. Followed by the movie at 8, which this week is Maestro. And then there is a discussion after the movie. 
On Saturday, we have iBug Unplugged, and that takes place from 8 to 10 p.m. I think the topic is Cat Got Your Pun. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that the other day. Somebody will um, en uh, enlighten us if we're missing the details there. And that's from 8 to 10. Every Monday night, we have iBug Buzz. That's from 7 to 9. And that's for all of your iOS, iDevice, Apple accessory questions. Here we talk the Mac and only the Mac. There we talk everything else iOS. And so we highly encourage you to come to that call. Next Tuesday, we'll have iBug Mac Buzz, which is a um, shortened version of this call taking place from 5 to 6 p.m. And um, you can definitely come address your questions there. And now we get to the part where everyone goes around the room, say where you, who you are, where you're calling from, and if you're joining us for the first time. And I am Chanel, and I live in Houston. I am Charlene, and I live in Utah. Welcome, Charlene. Thank you. I'm David, and I live in Massachusetts. First Welcome, time. David. Awesome. Judy in Connecticut. Welcome, Judy. I'm Chris in Las Herbie Vegas. In okay, welcome, Herbie, and welcome, Chris. And is this your first time joining us, Chris? Uh, no, it's the first time in a long time, but okay. I have been on your calls before. Okay, well, welcome back. We're glad to have you. I'm Davida from Northern Virginia. I'm sorry, Davida... Northern Virginia. Okay, welcome. Glad to have you. And Dan, nice to have you too. Hi, I'm Eli Tucker from California. <laughs> welcome, Eli. And you're yes. a student in my and, class. Welcome. Anisio yep, yep. from Florida, also a student in your yeah, class. Yeah, welcome, Anisio. Great. Thanks. Glad to have you both here. Pete, also Thank from you. Florida. <laughs> welcome, Pete. This is Brad, not from oh. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Brad. We're still happy to have you, even though you're not from Florida. Okay, and who else was speaking? Uh, Jasmine Palmer from uh, Michigan. Jasmine, and you're also a student in the class. Welcome. Yes. And this is Chuck from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, Chuck. Glad to have you, too. Um, this is Jody from Florida. What class are you guys talking about? This is the Mac training class that I teach uh, through iBug Today. Um, the classes, the enrollment um, is already closed, but you're more than welcome to email me to get on the waiting list for a future class session or check out our videos on YouTube. Okay, great. Thank you. Otherwise, are you joining us? We're happy to have you. Is this your first time joining us? It is. I'm just checking in for a short time, but um, yeah, I wanted to see what this is about. Thank you. Great. Well, welcome. Thank you. Mary Ellen Earl, Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome, Mary Ellen. Nevada? I'm sorry. Can I you speak? This is Harry from Nevada. Harry, I think I caught. Okay, you're a little quiet, but welcome. We're glad to have you. Thank you. And are you joining us for the first time? Okay. 
All right. So I think we've gone through everyone who would like to ask the first question. And we try to save the first question, you know, for any any of um, you newcomers, which is most of you. So the floor is yours. I have a, this is Chuck in Columbus. I have a very simple question. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually figured out how to get into the voiceover tutorial. Yay. And I am on one of the elements where you enter voiceover practice and it says press OK. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Hmm. OK, so who can help Chuck with the voiceover tutorial? Is this on the Mac you're talking about? Yes. Because I just did that a while ago, and it kind of bring it, each screen will focus on a specific control or navigation manner, and then you do you just press the right arrow to go to the next. Yeah, the I've next got that. Screen. I've got that part of it, but on, on one of them, when it said to enter voiceover practice, it says something about uh, hitting the. Um, hitting okay and you know i'm like i'm just starting i have no idea what even what these keys are i'm learning them just by oh, hitting this are you is it v okay is that what it's saying it probably is yeah that's v right v yeah okay oh, and so who can tell um what, who can what, tell Chuck what v okay is <laughs> so i've used Please. this today too and, and so remember, um, just as that you might not have heard, but the way we do things around here is we say our name and then wait to be acknowledged. And that way it just keeps our recording clean and we all get to know each other's voices. So Inicio, go ahead. Thank you. Um, so I just used that today. It's a great feature where by, by doing VOK, it, uh, every time you press a key on the Mac, it will tell you what that key does. And um, including combinations of keys. So if you do VO um, L, for example, or VO, it will tell you, or VO right arrow, it will tell you what that function is. And who knows what it means when it says VO? What are those keys? This is Pete. Yeah, Pete? Uh, the VO keys, Chuck, if you are uh, just starting, those are your modifier keys, which are the control key that's, and the option key. And it it's also stands for voiceover keys, but they are the control and the option key down on your bottom row on your keyboard, followed by, in this case, the letter K, which will enable the voiceover help or the voiceover practice area, which is as... Ignacio uh, mentioned will will allow you to press keys and combinations of keys on your keyboard, and then the voiceover speech will tell you what each key will uh, do for you. This is Chuck. Okay, Brad, and then Chuck. Well, it's going to add to what Pete said. Um, your voiceover modifier can also be said to be the caps lock, and on a new Mac, if you haven't changed it, it allows you to use either. Control Option or the Caps Lock key for your VO modifier. And if your VO modifier, like I said, by default, can also be the Caps Lock. If you want to use the Caps Lock as a Caps Lock key, um, you have to tap it twice. And this may be familiar to you because there are a number of other um, 
access uh, screen readers and accessibility programs that do use the caps lock as a modifier. So it's the same behavior you may have seen other places. Very good. Okay. And Chuck? Yeah, Go this ahead. is Chuck. So, so that means I this is brand new out of the box this morning. That means I can use the caps lock key. Wonderful. Thank you so yes. much. Wonderful. And what Thank I you. would recommend is, you know, voice the tutorial will actually tell you what keys you can use for uh, VO, the modifier. So go ahead and press left arrow to go back to the beginning of the tutorial and listen carefully. One thing I found with that tutorial is if I'm feeling too impatient or ornery, it just doesn't work. Um, sometimes oh. as you'll get further on in the tutorial, you'll press the thing to initiate practice and it seems like you didn't even press anything. It takes forever. It's working, but it just, it loads a little bit slowly. So have a lot of patience when you go through that thing and that'll make your life easier. Too. What? It talks slow too. Yes, it drives it does. me crazy. I know. Yes. <laughs> but great. Excellent question. Thanks, Chuck. And um, who would like to ask our next question? This is Charlene. Yes, Charlene. I have a question about first line navigation. So okay. I haven't had problems using it. Um, I can go to my dock, use first line navigation. I can navigate to Safari or Mail, wherever I want to go. But once I get into Safari, if I do Command L to go to the search bar and I start typing in there, um, for example, I was trying to, um, there's a website uh, that starts with Braille. So I put B and every time I did that, um, hit a B, it would advance to another section. So I tried something else and with L, it said link not found. Ah. Other legs, it just says beep, beep. And I, I thought, okay, do I have my VO semicolon on for doing a lock? So I did VO semicolon to see if I had had it locked. And I don't. And I, I'm not sure what else that I might be doing. That, cause I can't is, do it in Finder either. This is yes, Brad. Brad, go ahead. Which version of the OS are you running? Oh, such a good question. 13? Is it a brand new Mac? Well, she was in my old. class, so you're running yeah. the latest one, correct? Are you running uh -huh. Sonoma or are you running yes, Ventura? Sonoma. Should be the latest Sonoma because I did the update. Okay, okay. Well, um, do you remember in the class I talked, Chanel and Herbie probably talked about uh, QuickNav? Yes. Well, uh, what used to be a subset of QuickNav was QuickKey navigation. And prior to Sonoma, when you would turn on QuickNav, you may or may not, if it's enabled, turn on QuickKey navigation. However, mm -hmm. Apple in its infinite wisdom, which is a joke to where they're offices used to be infinite loop. Um, they um, separated out quick key navigation from quick nav. So even though okay. you may have quick nav turned off, quick key navigation um, may still be on. You can toggle quick key navigation on or off with VOQ. And one of oh. the differences now, prior to Sonoma, even if you had quick key navigation turned on and you had quick nav turned on, so quick key navigation is active, 
If you had gone to an edit field like the address bar in Safari, mm -hmm. you could still type normally. But because it like the edit field seemed to override quick key navigation, it only worked when there was such such things like HTML, HTML format um, to where your quick key navigations would help you navigate, you know, web elements and things of that nature. But if you went to an edit field, you could type. Well, you can't do that anymore. And it drives me crazy because now I have to pay more attention to whether it's on and off, on yeah. or off. So do a VOQ and see okay. if it says quick key navigation on or quick key navigation off. And I think that may be what's going on for you. Thank you so much. Yes, I will try that. I'll, I'll get back in and let you know if that worked. That's easy to do. I'm sure others have def I, I've even had that problem. So, yep. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Charlene. So yeah, thank you. I sure didn't know what was going on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Great. Who would like to ask our next question? Davida? Yes, Davida. What is Sonoma? Okay, who would like to answer that question? This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. Sonoma is a place in California. They have an important NASCAR race there every year. <laughs> and, um, you know, Apple. Anyway. <laughs> they won't go with my idea naming one of their OSs the Big Apple. Instead, What's they an OS? Back up. Operating system. So Sonoma, therefore, is? The latest operating system. Yes. Is, and why crap. does it have a name for Macs and not with iPhones? Okay, so let's go ahead and let Brad answer. Go well, ahead, Brad. All Apple operating systems, be they on iOS, iPad OS, the watch, the Mac, all have version numbers. For some reason, Apple gives Mac operating systems a, a cute name as well for a long time they used cat names panther lion mountain lion so on and so forth uh, then they, at some point they switched from cat names to locations in california names why did they do this for the mac and not for the other platforms well who knows only apple can answer that question um it's just something they do um, so when you ask what is Sonoma, well, it is also Mac OS 14 point, And right now we're up to 14.3.1. So when people say Sonoma, they generally mean the Mac OS 14 point whatever version of the operating system. Okay, thank you. This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. So, I mean, it's just as well that we did not get iPhone names because we could be stuck with names like Ice Cream Sandwich, Kit Kat, yeah. M&M, and, and all that. So, you know, they uh, probably to make sure they were uh, differentiating themselves a little bit from Android. So, you know, because people already be probably think they can eat too. their phones with them being apples already. Never Don't try to confuse them even more. So, This is Anisio. Yes, Anisio. So the, 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 the Mac that I'm using, that I start using today, really, and I'll be using in class, has the, I forget what you call it, the function keys on top, they're not, it's a flat, you know, what do you call that? Um, oh, the touch bar. 
touch bar. So, Okay. which, so, which I didn't know how to use. So uh, what I did is I connected my Mantis Q40 Braille display to it and used that keyboard. But is that another way of using the, of accessing the touch bar? This is Brad. Yes, Brad. I had a touch bar Mac and you absolutely will never need to touch the touch bar. There are many um, voiceover functions that use the F keys, but Apple, um, I give them a hard time for some things, but actually they're pretty smart. When they came out with the touch bar back in um, Yosemite, I believe it was, they made it so that for voiceover commands that use F keys, they will make a key combination that allows you to use the number row. For example, you, you said you have a laptop, correct? What is it, a MacBook Yes. um, Yeah. Air, Air or Pro or something? Okay. The pro. If you hold down the VO modifier, whatever you may be using for the VO modifier, I use control option because I started using the Mac before they made caps lock and um, an alternative to the VO modifier. So you hold VO and the FN key. So in my case, that's those three keys right there next to each other on the far right hand end of the bottom row, you know, to the right of the left of the space bar. And if I then press the, num the number one on the number row, it would be the same thing as if I pressed VOF1, which tells me my current application. If I press it a second time, it brings up the application switcher. and um, so on and so forth through the other uh, number row keys, F1, all the way across to F, um, to number, number zero beyond the nine. And that will allow you to do things that are used with F1 through 10, F10 in the number So is, row. And you can, is again, that true? No, go ahead. turn on Sorry. the keyboard help, and you can press it, which we already talked about with VOK, And if you then hold down your VO modifier and your F1 and press your number of keys, it will tell you what they do. Does your, does your model of touch bar Mac have a physical escape key? No, it's it's part of it. It's part Okay. of the. Well, what you can do, again, Apple covered that one as well. And I learned this a long time ago when I took Chanel's class the first time she taught it. If you hold down FN, the tab key will become a physical escape key. Okay? And that's something else that they did for the touch bar mech. And there are some other things that, that you can get when you hold down the FN key. For example, the, num the arrow keys become home end, page up, page down. The delete key um, will become a forward delete instead of a backspace delete. And there may be some others, but those are the main So, ones. so Brad, is that true also with the, to turn voiceover on and off? You can do command, function key, and then the number five? No. You're going to have to hold down your command key and press. You have a little touch ID sensor uh, power button on the far right of the touch bar. So what you're going to want to do is hold the caps lock down, I mean the command key down, and press your touch ID sensor three times real quick. 
and that will turn it on. Oh, I didn't even know I had a touch ID. That's interesting. You feel your, yep. put your finger on that touch bar and slide it all the way to the far. Um, oh, I see. I see. There's and it may a, not be a round one. I believe if you have older ones like that does not it's have the physical escape key, then you're just going to have a, a button there that, that you that you can recess. press, and that can work as a power button, but it also has the touch ID sensor in that button. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've been using to turn it on. Okay, thank you. Very good. Excellent. Yeah, go ahead, Charlene. Thank you very much. That worked. I think what might have happened is I was trying to close a window. Uh, instead of doing command Q, I must have done um, control option Q and done that. So thank you very much. That solved yeah, the you problem. Learned. Very good. Yeah, thank you. Wonderful. You only learned, but nobody made a mistake. Nobody learned anything. I mean, guy discovered penicillin because he left dirty dishes out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in the lab. Right. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Well, I yeah. So potential. I just as a quick note, you know, I would sometimes slide my hands across that touch bar when I still had one, but I I loved and I've always used an external keyboard. And so if you like your mantis and it works well, that is also a great option. But Brad just detailed wonderfully what you can do when you don't have access to that um, external keyboard. So very good. Yeah, Who would, that's great. What? Thank yeah. You. That's great. Thank you. Who would like to ask the next question? Mary Ellen. Yes, Mary Ellen. Uh, I have a question on the Mac calendar. I had to switch everything over to make a very, very long story short uh, in January from a different device to this Mac calendar. And what I'm finding is that when I set up these calls, um, instead of the calls coming in, say, today, you know, um, Mac and Talk, the fourth Thursday or Tuesday of the month, it'll, it'll come up on the date that the call was last done. For example, it, it would have come up on, say, the 24th of January or something like that, if that's what the last date was. And mm -hmm. is there a way to, to tell the calendar this is the third, fourth Thursday of the month and, you know, and go through all these calls to designate the date or the, the number of the week? You know what I'm saying? So how to fix the occurrences so they occur on the right day and time? Right, right. This is Davida. Yes, Davida. I might be able to answer that question. Um, I think under repeat, well, actually, I don't know if it's the same on the phone as it would be on a Mac, so it might not work. But there is a way to get down to a custom. You, you click custom, and then you can navigate, I don't know if there's a middle step where it's like the first Wednesday, the second Wednesday, the third, where you can get that set up. And I I can't imagine that it would be that different from a phone to a Mac, but I don't know. But that would be the concept to look for where you can customize it and pick that cycle. Okay. This is, this is Brad. 
Yes, okay. Brad. I cheat because I find the calendar on the Mac difficult, more difficult to use than on the iPhone. And uh, since I'm signed in to the same Apple ID on both devices, what I do on one device shows up on the other. So I I always set up new calendar entries on the iPhone because I find the calendar layout on the iPhone to be much simpler. And yes, she's correct. You want to go to custom and then you're given a number of choices how you want to do it under monthly. One of them is on the, I mean, I'll do the same date like last time. Um, what it was it the uh, 24th, I think. No, 23rd. Um, anyway, but you can go through there and it'll be on the, and you can set it for the, you know, fourth, third, first, and then you can pick day of, you know, what day. So in this case, it'd be the fourth Tuesday. But yeah, I cheat. I probably should just bite the bullet and learn to do it on the Mac. But in the meantime, well, actually, I just want to get it done. I do it on the iPhone and then they show up on the Mac. Actually, isn't very odd. Actually, I found just the opposite that, that the, I mean, I couldn't get over how easy it was on the Mac. Well, so then what's whatever the, works. Yeah. But they're still not showing up for you correctly? Is that? Well, okay. For example, uh, let me see. Um, the Apple workshop, which was Saturday, showed up on my calendar this morning. Like today's the Apple workshop because it was, oh. you know, on January 27th. Yeah, this is Brad. You want to look at that custom. That's where okay. you will do that. You may have done done it before and told it monthly. And by default, yeah. it's going to oh, do it on okay. that same date whenever you told it. It's okay. a repeat, repeating or recurring, whatever it calls it. Okay. Well, thank look you under very custom. Herbie. Yes, Herbie. So when you're in the event and you're creating it, and yes, the Mac calendar is actually pretty easy. I definitely encourage you to give it a try if you are an experienced Mac user. So you just go to where it says, um, the first thing to do is you can do, make sure you set it for the correct event and the quick event. That'll really make your life a lot easier. But then once you set up the date and you get that set, you just go to where it says repeats. And then, so in the repeat option, um, you got a date area that you can interact with. Um, yeah. And then you got every week and then you can set the, but then there's a count you can um, down arrow on that combo box to change it to whatever you want. And then if you want it like custom, then you can tell it like, you know, every other Tuesday or whatever. So that's, um, so like if you want it, so like I set it for two, like I create an event for Monday night for the iBug buzz and I tell it to repeat every week. So it's she always was... going to Always right, but she's Monday. trying to get something that's every yeah, fourth Saturday. So that's where you go to custom. Every fourth Tuesday. And, okay. that, and that's where you go to custom in that combo box. Well, so. I, Ms. Mary Ellen, I have a cleaning service that comes every week. I set that up. That's fine. But it's just that, you know, it really threw me for a loop this morning when my Apple workshop is today and I'm going, no, it isn't. It's already been. Yeah, just check that interval and go into custom if needed. That'll be your solution. So, oh, all right. Okay, thanks. Very good. Who would like to ask our next question? 
This is Eli. Yes, Eli. Yeah, I was wondering what methods are uh, used to take a call using the FaceTime app on Mac and if you have a preference over uh, the other. I, there, it doesn't seem to be a dedicated voiceover key. So as a voiceover user, what are the best ways to answer a call? All right. Who is our FaceTime expert? Kirby. I know. I hear him rushing to the computer. Sorry. So this is Herbie. Go ahead. You yeah, just go simply ahead. interact with the notification that pops up, and you'll see options to answer or decline. This is Brad. Right. And all yep. that. Yes, Brad. Can't you use the item chooser VO command spacebar rather than interact with the notification? If the notification already has focus. I suppose it would work. I've. I've just wonder if that I just find it. I find it easier just to interact and then VO right okay. or VO left until. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, one, but... one thing I will say when it comes to initiating FaceTime calls, I find Siri to be the best option. Okay. Excellent. Um, but yeah, you just interact and then you've got all your options right there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I, you're, you have an exceptional microphone, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that's that's very interesting to me. And I'm, I'm curious if, uh, because I know they have a wonderful accessibility team, but uh, just having dedicated keys. So I've heard people using the uh, play button to answer calls and that kind of a thing, but there's nothing um, specifically for VoiceOver. It might work if you're like using AirPods. Um that could specifically work, but I don't know even in general, like for sighted people, how they would do, like if they have a des dedicated button or not. I've never heard of. I mean, that's possible, but yeah. yes, Brad. I haven't looked, but I bet it's possible to set up a keyboard commander because there are a multitude of options when setting up a keyboard commander. I'd have to look at it myself and see. Well, yeah, I've set one up for the two-finger double tap or the magic tap, but I don't know if that would answer a call. Well, if you've gone in there and seen that, where is it, custom commands, there's like all those submenus, and there are literally some of those categories. One of them had like 80 choices, I think. So Yeah, but I've never seen anything for answering a call. Okay, well, I just thought of it. It might be in there. But it, it might, might not. yeah, something to look at. Um, this is Pete. Yes, Pete. What microphone are you using, Herbie? You know what he's using. <laughs> You're just trying to make him rush back to the computer. No, That's okay. He shouldn't I leave don't know anyway. What he's using. He wants to. He, he's using a Yeti. Oh, the blue Yeti. Yeah, I think hmm. yours is better. We all know it. Oh, I didn't mean that. His does sound <laughs> I'm just good. Just giving it's, you a hard time. Like a, really cool stereo well i could you know i'm having to take notes on this call and i could put that as a question what microphone is herbie using now that's a test um, question it's yeah very unique it's different um as eli pointed out it's really right noticeable. yeah so yeah it doesn't have to be oh. immediate but that that's a curiosity. okay go ahead sandia okay question still on um navigating uh on the Mac with sometimes I have to turn on command Q and sometimes not. And I don't know what makes the, I've never had this problem. It's only, I guess, since the new 
well, I didn't update till recently, but anyway, I'm just having weird issues with uh, uh, navigating, single key navigating, navigation. All right. Who can help this Sonia? Is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. I'm just, this is my opinion. I personally recommend, honestly, that your best bet when it comes to navigating the mech is not to rely on the quick keys at all, but just use your VO left and right and VO command commands. Um, and then the numpad commander if you have a full-size keyboard. Otherwise, it's just, you know, you have to remember to turn on your quick keys. Like, you're mainly going to use them in Safari more than anything else. Um where you're especially going to use your VO commands, but I don't know. I've just, I, I, I never found quick nav to really be all that Not helpful. Nav, yeah. You get to be use the less hand, but I, you know, I, I recommend not relying just, on the quick keys, but yeah. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Well, I disagree with Herbie. I mean, well, what he's talking about, um, quick, doesn't, it does different things. VO right, VO left. That's not what quick key does. No. He's talking quick nav. Quick key enables single key navigation, um, which allows you to navigate by um, headings, links, and various other web elements when in an HTML um, um, type situation like a web. You know, when you're in Safari or Google Chrome or you're in email that may have web elements. I mean, yes, you can also use VO command, hold those keys down. And uh, a lot of the quick keys are the same as Chanel pointed out to me one time. Actually, there are some options you get with quick key navigation turned on that you don't get when using VO command and um, some letters. I uh, can't tell you what they are off the top of my head, but uh I find it e e easy to use in certain circumstances. But, uh, I mean, Quick Key, like I said before, prior to Sonoma, it was a subset of Quick Nav. You had to turn Quick Nav on to use Quick Key navigation. And then with Quick Nav turned on, you could either turn Quick Key on or off using the same VOQ. But now they've separated out. And they've also changed how it works when you're, you know, in edit fields, as I already mentioned. But it's it's different. I mean, I understand what he's saying about um, VO right and left as opposed to quick nav. When I first got a Mac a long time ago, oh, yeah, quick nav, that was cool. I played with it all the time, but I got I got over it, and I decided it was almost more efficient to not use it because I was always having to turn it on and off. So I, I don't hardly ever turn quick nav on. But I do find it useful that now I can use quick key navigation without having to toggle quick nav on. Again, it's up to the individual. If whatever works for you, if you find that quick key is helpful, then use it. If you find it's not and it's more in your way, then then don't use it. There's other ways to do it. But don't confuse quick key navigation with quick nav, which has to do with using your your arrow keys as your one-handed navigation. Yes. And I, this is an alternative to even quick nav. And I'm talking about the regular quick nav is the numpad commander. Cause that mm -hmm. works beautifully for me at least. Um, 
Um, there's also the trackpad commander, but there's voiceover gives us several alternatives. So yeah, hopefully I even still get confused, Sandia and everybody, you know, sometimes I'll turn on the single key quick when I, or I turn on quick nav with the left and right arrows when I mean to turn on single key. So I still get confused. It's a change with macOS Sonoma, but um, we're all learning and working through it together. So hopefully that helped a little bit. I think Thank the trackpad is the greatest numpad commander yeah it is it's amazing this is this is brad numpad commander uh -huh. is great but of course not we we don't always have a full-size keyboard no um when i travel i'm using well even at home i have my um macbook pro that i'm on right now and it uh i do not have a full i have a full-size keyboard that i can use with it but generally i don't and so i don't have a numpad on it so i can't use numpad commander but you can Pretty the same things you can set up on Numpad Commander. You can also generally set up in Keyboard Commander. Um, I don't use it um, as as much. I know some people have dexterity or arthritis issues with one hand or the other, and therefore a Numpad Commander can be very helpful in those situations. But also, I've uh, I for a long time I never used. Uh, keyboard commander until I had to teach it one time. And uh, in the course of teaching it, I started setting things up and it ended up being um, a part of um, my daily, my daily workflow. And I've, there's even a way under VO utility where you can export your voiceover settings. And one of the things you can export all by itself is just your, your keyboard, um, commander settings or your numpad commander settings and then you can import them on uh another mac and so you can keep the exact same thing on the two macs so it's very very handy and you can do that with numpad i think I, numpad commander as well and so you can have it yeah. ready so that if you use i have a uh, extended magic keyboard that i'll take with me sometimes when i travel and I'll use it on my laptop, but my MacBook Pro. But this you know, is it's Davida. When you need it, yes, Davida, go ahead. Um, so, um, pretty consistently, I am hearing people talking about external keyboards, despite the fact that a laptop comes with one. Why is that? Why do people use an external keyboard? All right, well, who would like to? answer that this is brad like i said sometimes yes, when i'm traveling i like to use the full-size extended keyboard um another so, thing is i tend to hit the trackpad with the heel on my hand sometimes and if i'm using an extend an, an external keyboard be it the full size or even a small one which i tend to not use with my man i'm not going to bump it but so if you get I'll an external it. keyboard, then the trackpad you use is the one that came with the laptop. Yeah, you just I just set the external keyboard right in front of the laptop. I slide the laptop a little bit farther back on the table, and I mean I'm using VoiceOver, even though I do see a little bit. I don't see well enough to be seeing okay. anything on the screen anyway. So when so you I'm say just extended. Using voiceover. That means that there's a numpad, numpad. on the keyboard. Yes, and, and six-pack. And, yeah. and that's uh -huh. one of the reasons why everybody goes to the external? Sometimes. 
And it's again, it's personal choice. I know people that hate the the uh, numpad keyboards. They prefer the uh, the external. You know, even if they're using a desktop, they will buy the Magic uh, Bluetooth keyboard that does not have the numpad on it because they don't like it. But, and just you know. a gentle reminder to everybody that we want to let, we want to try to let um, every person finish their thought before interrupting. It just makes the recording a lot cleaner and makes things easier to understand. So, yeah. It's Mary Ellen. I'm yes, sorry. Mary Ellen. No, go <laughs> ahead. No, rule. Um, <laughs> another reason that uh, people get external keyboards is going back to the touch bar between yep. what, 2016 and mm -hmm. whenever 2019? And you, 2019 you don't want if you don't want that uh, touch bar and you can there's a setting that you can go in to have the function keys act as function keys and then you can you know use regular keys to get over get whatever you want to get done, done. This Very is Anisio. Yes. Uh, yes, Anisio. Chanel, you mentioned a while back um, when you were talking, talk, Brad was talking about shortcuts or um, that you did something to replicate your magic tap. What, when would you use the equivalent of a magic tap on the Mac? Is it on the trackpad? Okay, so the magic tap, yeah, you can do that. It's like the two-finger double tap on an iPhone. That's And I honestly use the <laughs> – I use it in a game I play called Letterful, which is ported over from iOS, where if you do a two-finger double tap, it submits the word. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's my reason. Um, uh, has anybody else ever found a reason to use the uh, magic tap, either gesture, the two-finger double tap, or to create a keyboard? command for the magic tap gesture on the Mac. Well, okay. this is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. If you turn on the, uh, I have, I have not done like what you've done, but if you turn on trackpad commander, it will perform the same function it performs on your iOS device on the trackpad, such as play pause primarily. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. That's very handy. This is Eli. Yes, Eli. Yeah, I was going to add to that. Like the, the trackpad, I found that turning on the trackpad commander and just utilizing the gestures you're used to on iPhone is a great way to like get yourself into using the Mac a little bit more. And uh, I even find myself using it to toggle the screen curtain. Not that it saves me much battery, but hey, and uh, that kind of a thing. But I also had a question regarding, uh, I think they're called aliases on Mac. So desktop yes. shortcuts? Yes. Okay. So this is a fun one that I like to utilize for students on PC uh, when it comes to Zoom conference calls. And essentially, I create a shortcut on a Windows PC uh, mm -hmm. that is the URL for the Zoom room. And then the student can just activate that shortcut. Is there an easy way to configure that on the Mac? That's Brad. Yes, Brad. I do that extensively. If you, you can do this through Safari. I suppose you could do it with Google Chrome, but I don't use Google Chrome on my Mac very much. Um, if you go in, if, if you put the URL um, into Safari 
and uh, which is what happens when you execute a URL. So you can just execute it, and you usually get a command. I mean, a window pops up that asks you if this website wants to open in the Zoom app, you know, allow or cancel. Now, there's a thing now that allows you to tell it to do that every time, and you, you kind of make it so this is harder to do if you've already done that. But when it pops up and it says allow or cancel, if you select cancel, and then you're in your Safari, if you then do a command S, which will default to a save as screen, and it will want to save that as a web alias. And I usually tell it to put it on my desktop. You do have an opportunity to rename it or else I can't remember what the exact um, default is, web alias or whatever it calls it. And you can always rename it later, but I'll give it a name like iBug Zoom Room. And um, I developed... Um, a number of these on my desktop, and then I ended up putting them all in a a folder. Um, and I actually put in iCloud, and then I made another alias um, that I then put on the desktop of my Mac that I can then just open that folder um, that's full. I probably got 25, 30 of these things for rooms that I joined from time to time. So you can do that and get a lot of them. That's excellent. Thank you, Brad. Now, if I can ask a follow-up, I don't think those aliases are compatible. Let's say if I, I use Dropbox, and I think one time I tried using those web aliases in, in Dropbox, and you can't actually open them on a computer of uh, like a Windows computer. I don't think they're compatible. Oh, so. no, no, no. They're Safari web aliases. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they only work with Safari. I have a tiny Although Zoom follow-up. Well, I was going to say before, I have a number of them for Windows, and they're all created, they're browser-specific as well. I have ones for all the accessible world Zoom rooms. I didn't create them, actually. Somebody else created them. And they're in a folder, and they work for the ones for Google Chrome, only work with Google Chrome. Ones for mm -hmm. Edge, only work with Edge. And there's even 64 and 32-bit uh, versions, and I really think that has to do with that the program is in a different place on the computer but See, the uh, ones... no they're even specific on um they can be specific i think the ones for ie old ie ones will probably open edge now but i'm not sure the ones i created are actually not specific because it was an actual desktop shortcut where you paste in the link and you can't do anything like that with the mac aliases no, but hey if no, you're just no. going right. to use if you're just going to use a, the mac then that'll be great so just they wanted do. to mention that since you mentioned that other system so that they weren't compatible <laughs> they do work excellent uh, uh but, and this is the the shortcut, you just open a context menu in the folder that you would like. Technically, desktop is a folder, just like on Mac. And you can create a shortcut and pop in the URL and name it. But the, the Zoom follow-up that I had was, um, there is a command. Um, I'm sure I could find it here. But uh, when you're browsing on the Windows PC, I use multiple virtual desktops. And I have a 100,000 things going at once. But if I press Control, Shift, Alt, and let go, it brings my Zoom meeting into focus, no matter where I am. Oh, yeah. Is there a Mac equivalent? I'm sure there is. Um, I would have to. Shift, Alt. You mean on Windows? 
Yeah, just, and he's so that it, no matter what app you're in, it brings the focus. You know what? And the best place to look on and Zoom might actually be like the menu bar under meeting or view because in the menu bar you will find um, sh keyboard shortcuts for many common items. So I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I can get back to you. No problem. Thank you so much. This is Herbie. Yes, Herbie. Zoom does also have on the website a complete list of all their shortcuts. There you go. But at your, you the menu bar is your friend. The menu bar is your absolute friend because it shows you a lot of keyboard shortcuts. Um, and this is Herbie. Spread. Did, okay, did Herbie, Herbie say there was a keyboard command for this? No, I said that Zoom lists all their keyboard shortcuts on the web, their website. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you can look them up, and it kind of it categorizes them together, like it'll say what's for Windows, Mac, and Chrome. So you can look there to see. Um, it can that will completely list everything. Um, also, I was going to mention what I do with Zoom short links myself is I actually like to add them to my Google Calendar. And for a number of reasons, that way they show up on both my phone and my Mac. And um, like in the phone, I have the app linked to the my calendar, so that way that'll show up in the Zoom app itself. And um, and then in the calendar, I can just open the Mac app, um, click on the event I want, and via um, Command J to the Join button, and voila. So that would be a little bit more of a universal way to create some shortcuts to events that would work on multiple systems. So I just wanted to throw that out there as something as a universal way. There you go. All right. Um, who would like oh, to Oh, and this is Herbie. Sorry. Yes, Herbie. Okay. Two other things. One of the key commands that does not work without the quick keys would be buttons. Um, like B for button, but I was going to mention that what I use is honestly is an alternative to a lot of those is the web rotor that brings up the categories and I can just focus on the category I want. And that is an underutilized tool that um, I find is really, uh, you know, useful myself. So Very good. This is Chuck. I have a question if I might. Sure. Um, when I get through, uh, get all set to set this bad boy up. Um, on my phone, um, I have all my apps and folders and everything. And it took me about a six pack to do it, but I have all my apps and folders and everything. And it's so neat. Is there a way that I could transfer that configuration to my uh, Mac? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I don't think so because they're different operating systems. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fraud. Why didn't I think of that? All right. Sorry. So you want to transfer the files and folders themselves or how they're laid out or what? I just wanted to transfer um, transfer everything. And maybe it's not possible now that I'm, the more I think about it. I just want to transfer stuff to my Mac so it resembles how my iPhone looks. Okay. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to rebuild folders and everything. Yeah. This is Brad. Are you meaning your applications that are in your your icons and things on the screen that are in folders? Yeah. Yes. No, you can't do it. They're completely different operating systems. Oh, okay. uh, now that I think about it, that was a silly question. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, this is Herbie. 
Yes, Herbie. Okay, so first of all, um, there's one major thing where you were wrong there, Chuck. And that is that it was a silly question. And uh, the answer is no. 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 Okay. It is not. There is no such thing as a dumb question. There is no such thing as a silly question. And um, you did not know because you're a new Mac user. So um, do not feel... Um, okay, so it's thank a very you. good question. Um, I love so this the way group. the Mac does things is, of course, we have a dedicated apps folder for all the applications. But, um, you know, you do have a dock that you can use. So you can choose to put things on the dock that you want to have easy access to. You can use Siri to open apps. And the other beautiful thing that we can do on the Mac that we cannot do on the phone is first letter or phrase navigation so for instance um i have two a's like say in my doc amadeus pro or app store so if i wanted to focus on the app store i can just type in ap and it'll bring up app store or if i typed in am it would focus on amadeus um nice so that's how you work around that's how i at least quickly find stuff on my mac this is this is Brad. As, yes, as Brad. I mentioned, I've been learned. I've been incorporating keyboard commander into my daily workflow, and I have created many keyboard commanders that open apps I use all the time, such as Option Key Z will open Zoom, Option Key M, yep. Mail. Of course, that was one of the ones that were in there to begin with. Option Key S for Safari. So. Um, you know, that's another thing you can do, things that you use all the time like that. And the launch pad is also really nice as well. This is Deanna. I've got a question. Hi, Deanna. Go ahead. Um, I, I'm new with the Mac, I, I, and this is a new machine, period. Um, when I set it up, um, isn't it supposed to link with my phone and have the same, similar apps? as the phone does or not this is herbie yes herbie so the answer is no um okay. because like brad explained they are different operating systems that being said with having an m1 mac you are going to find that there is an apps made for ipad category and that will list available apps that um, will be compatible no might be compatible with your mac and the keyword is might and okay. you are going to have a different experience with some of them. Like probably the most consistent one I found is Dice World. Utunes is an interesting application to run on the Mac. Um, but it works, but it's a little bit different than what you would expect on the phone. Um, the other thing, though, that you will sometimes can have that are universal, even with the older Macs, is there are some subscriptions that will sometimes transfer over like if you like to the mac version of the app sometimes not okay um, drafts drafts yep that would be one that is a universal um so you might have some subscriptions that will carry over and some will not um voice stream is a classic example of an app subscription that will not transfer though i think there is a made for ipad version that okay. you can run um but yeah, one of the, you know, when I would truthfully tell you guys, when I first got the Mac 2, I was thinking, ooh, apps like the iPhone. And then I learned early on, okay, it's not quite like the iPhone where everything needs an application. And, um, but, uh, 
This is Brad. Um, yep. Go ahead, Brad. Well, one of the main things, though, when you talk about signing into your Apple ID on both devices, yeah. certain things, of course, like um, your contacts, your calendar, messages, notes app, some of these things are Mail. synced through iCloud. So but, when you create a note in your notes app mm -hmm. in the iCloud folder, it will be because you could have other services that use the notes app as well. But by default, it's iCloud. Seeing, uh -oh. So if you do a note in mm -hmm. iCloud on the, your uh, phone or your Mac, it will show mm -hmm. up in the other device. Same thing. You can get your uh, your messages can, can show up on both devices. You're obviously um, you could set up email. But okay. that's different because that's that's through um, so, that's through setting up a mail account. So but there's where a do number I go of these things to, that yeah, think okay. through iCloud. Where do yeah, I go, go to see if any of these have have um, come? Because there's nothing on the desktop itself. It's totally right. clean. So this is Brad. This is Jasmine. Okay, Jasmine. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hi, Jasmine. Um, so there won't. Hi, Deanna. <laughs> Um, we know each other, but anyway, awesome. <laughs> um, okay. so, um, there's not going to be anything on your desktop. Um, all your stuff is going to be like in your dock or you can like find stuff on your launch pad, but nothing, you're not going to have anything on your desktop unless you put it there. Um, so you won't find anything there. So like, but you can check your notes and see if your notes are there. Like anything you go into iMessages, all your messages should be there as well as contacts, um, mail, you'll probably have to sign in, but then once you do, everything will be synced and, and everything um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, okay. it's mainly just, you know, like they said, your contacts, calendar, notes, files, things like that. Um, so not it's, actual applications, really. It's VOM, and then I find it up there. Is that where I find it? Um, Why you mean like what? the doc? It's it's VOD for the doc. VOD for doc. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know all of these yet. So. It's okay. <laughs> and Deanna, you're going, you're in the class. So <laughs> you're going to learn. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. I'm glad here. you could make it tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but. It's okay. We'll it's okay. <laughs> I can send you my notes, Deanna, if you want them. Please, I have notes. Um, please, Jasmine, okay. that would be great. <laughs> and Eli, you too. <laughs> ah, we've got we've got a, a cadre here, a, a study group here. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm also, okay. extreme, I'm also extremely overwhelmed. You surpassed my Mac knowledge at about, uh, I think it was 817. <laughs> oh, boy. So I think um, Pete wanted to say something. Yeah, uh, to you group of, of um, students. Um, if you want to jump the gun or if you just kind of want to do a little bit of prerequisite or not requisite, but pre-reading, go to uh, the YouTube app on your phone or anywhere for that matter. But the uh, iBug Today um, YouTube channel has a bunch of playlists, one of which is the Mac, is the Mac training course, which are archived recordings of the last class that Chanel conducted, which was what, back in the spring, Chanel? Yes. And uh, or, they're, well, labeled, yeah. Yeah, the they're labeled very very nicely. And if you wanted to go in there and look at things like Doc or, um, you know, Safari or Mail or things like that, you can pre-listen to those and prepare yourself nicely and learn uh, all this stuff ahead of time if you wanted to jump the gun on the class. 
just and a you little. You come to class loaded with questions. Exactly. Yeah. And some <laughs> that answers. That would be great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. And this Thank is Herbie. You. Yes, Herbie. Now, the one thing that the YouTube videos will not prepare you for is I hear they have a really nice review instructor that is pretty easygoing and uh, doesn't ask uh, tough questions or anything. And he like also that. gets to he also gets to answer the tough questions that you have. So right. he he can he can dish them out, but you can dish them back. So there, there you and go. And if I can't answer them, that's what office hours are for. So <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's take this little family feud off to a different topic. Um, and yeah, go ahead. Um question I have is somehow recently my Mac lost contact with my phone. How do I get them reconnected? I uh, basically, I, I do not know what happened, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I get a message that says your Mac is not talking to the iCloud. How, how do I get reconnected? All right. Who can help? This is Brad. What was the question? Is Mac is getting a message that's not connected to iCloud? Is that, is that right? Ready? It sounds like what you were saying. It's your. That is correct. Okay. Go to in your system settings. You should be able to find internet accounts, and or you can go to i. What is it called? Apple ID. Yeah, this is her. Either name. either way. And and if you go to internet accounts, you will find your iCloud, and uh, it will prompt you to sign in. But you can also go; probably it's best to go to uh, Apple ID, just like you would on iPhone. Up at the top, where it shows your name, it's laid out similar. Uh, and you can go in there, and there should be a place where you can. Uh, it'll it'll have a sign in thing. Uh, and you can VO spacebar on that, and it'll prompt you to sign in with your Apple ID and password, and then you will be connected to iCloud. And it should have—I can't remember if you said you had a brand started off with a brand new Mac, but it's one of the things that prompts you to do in one of the first few steps of the setup process. Well, when, when my daughter and I set up the Mac, uh, I was down at her house. We set it up with my phone. They were happy talking with each other. I came back here and have since probably broken a few things as I've tried to learn the Mac. So somehow they got disconnected since I came back to Nevada from California. All right. Well, hopefully um, that helps this you. This is Herbie. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. One other thing I would also check, um, have you made sure it's actually connected to Wi-Fi? Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, I'm getting email and things like that. Okay. Then, yeah, okay, then it's an iCloud. Then I would, like, go to the Apple ID under system settings. Yeah, you should sign in. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Who would like to ask our next question? This is Anisio. Yes, Anisio. Okay, this is a very basic question. I was just trying to uh, shut down my Mac, and I know I had to go to the Why, Apple and then and then go down to find the uh, shutdown, and I couldn't find the how to get to the Apple. I got to the Finder. I got to the dock, 
with the with voice with the VOD, but uh, I couldn't get to the Apple. Okay, go ahead, Herbie. So this is one of my favorites because I'm going to talk where Chanel will teach this. I'm going to preach it. The M, VOM commands. And um, so I'm going to tell you this now because there will be a pop quiz next week. VOM is your menu bar. VOMM is your menu extras. And VO shift M is your context menu. So you want shortcut to menu is what it's called on the shortcuts. Menu. Well, menu, we call right. it a, either one. <laughs> yes. Um, but for the PC user, if you're migrating over, you might understand the term context menu a little bit better. But um, like the shift F10, right? Yeah. The, this VO shift M is the equivalent to shift F10 on Windows. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what you that. want in this case is your VOM, which is the equivalent to your menu bar key on Windows. And if you arrow down, you will see restart and shutdown. And I recommend on those you do option enter rather than enter, because if you just do enter or VO space, it's going to ask you, are you sure you want to shut down or restart your computer? And odds are you probably are sure. So you can just do option enter instead, on, and it'll bypass that little dialogue and just shut it down. Uh -huh. Thank you. This is, this is Chuck. I'm sorry. And the option key would be where? A uh, great question. The option key is so your space center yourself with your space bar, and then it is two keys to the left. So it goes um, space bar, then so or two your, keys to the right, or two keys to the right. Yep. Wait a minute. And, hold on. Hold on. I got you. Okay. So if I'm going from, uh, I'm starting the space bar, going to the left. What the first key is my command key. Command key, and then it's then option, option, right? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then control. The next? Control, and then I have one more key. Function. Fn key. FN. Okay. Is the function key the far left, or is it? Yes. Oh, so it's it's the left, opposite left from right. the way it is on Windows. Gotcha. So going from left to right, the first key is function, and then control, right? Yep. Well, no wonder I've been screwing. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yeah. And by the I, way, don't forget what we talked about earlier. That VOK. Yes. That'll remind you of what your keys are. I have a very, very quick story I will tell you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I want to make I'm get sorry. back. It's okay. I want to get so, yeah, and Anisio, I would recommend actually holding down the option while you press enter. Don't press them both yes. at the same time or it's not going to work. So uh -huh. um, holding down option and pressing enter. And oh, okay. um, mine works just by pressing them. Okay. Well, okay. And Chuck, your, if your story is related to voiceover and the Mac, go ahead. Oh, sure it is. Um, I I got this computer, and for the first time tonight, I reached up and felt the screen, and it felt really rough, and I couldn't understand what was going on. And then I realized it, it was the paper connected to the, the paper that was <laughs> on the screen, because on the Windows machines I've used, the paper's been really smooth. So okay. the things you learn for the first time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. It's Brad. Yes, Brad. Just I just wanted to add a, a word on like what I call the shortcut menu, which is what Apple calls it. And actually on Windows, the correct term is applications menu. But both of them are context menus because what that means is the items on the menu change depending on the current situation yeah. or the current context. So that is why sometimes people refer to 
one or the other as the context menu. But the on the Mac, the it is the Apple calls it a shortcut menu, and on Windows it's a applications menu. But again, the th it's very very handy because on both operating systems, the things you will find on that menu change depending upon what you can do in the current context or the current situation. So it's kind of the same thing, but you will find Apple, the OS will call it a shortcut menu, but it's the same thing. Yep. Very good. All right. Um, let's see. Does anyone else have a question? Uh, this is Dan. Yes, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Brad said something significant a little while back. He's always saying significant things, but he was talking about the fact that the help button is uh, is always available, and uh, and it's it's everybody's friend, I guess. So I'm wondering if uh, if you know I get into Finder and if I press the uh, the help button, will that uh, bring up information that'll help me deal with Finder? Okay. This is Brad. I, I think ahead, we Brad. were talking in, in, in the Mac help session that we did on Saturday from the New York Public yes. Library. I talked about how in the settings, uh, system settings, in whatever area you're in, you will tend to find in the lower right-hand corner, which can be gotten to by VO, FN, right arrow, which when you hold down the FN, the right arrow becomes the end key. So it's VO end. You will find a help button. And if you VO spacebar on that, it will open up the Mac help who the, the area of the Mac help. And it comes in, a little window pops up from the side, right-hand side of the screen. And it's a little, it's like, HTML, you can navigate it like a web page because that's kind of what it is. Um, and you can find help for that specific um, window or area of, of system settings that you're looking for. Um, you will also find it um, in VO Utility. The same thing, it's in the lower right-hand corner. I am not familiar with the same thing in a Finder window. Um, I don't believe that exists. You can okay. go to the menu bar under help and you may be, you may, there may be under help. I believe there is an item there that will open up the same help uh, window, but I don't think it's as honed down to the exact you know, thing you, that you had focused on because it's not the same little button in the corner. Okay, so that only applies to uh, to uh, the system settings. System settings and VO utility. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always inbuilt Mac help. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get there, what it, yeah, but... Um, that's important, VOH or that help button at the end of the screen there. Who has our next question? Harry? Yes, Eric? Uh, Harry, actually. 
Aaron, I'm sorry. It's you're kind of faint, so I'm having a hard time hearing you. I tried to improve, but no luck, I guess. It's Harry. Okay. H A R R Y. Oh, Harry. Oh, dear. I'm really off. I must be tired. Okay. Not a, not sorry, Harry. Well, he is far away from you, are far away from your mic, though, so we you might want to oh, see I, about getting closer at some I, point. But anyway, I'll try to get, a, get up closer. Um, every once in a while, I end up when I'm wandering around getting in a collection. What is a collection? Uh, you know, you are in a, it's, the VO says you are in a collection of, and I don't know how I got there or how to get out of it or what it is to, for that matter. All right. Who can um, tell Harry what a, con a collection is? This is Pete. Yes, Pete. I'll try. Oh, uh, um, you'll do great. A collection is kind of what it says, Harry. It's kind of like a holding bin. But it's something that you'll need to interact with. Are you familiar with interacting? Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you keep going with your normal navigation keys, which would be, for instance, your VO, right arrow, left arrows, you will not delve down into the collection that they're referring to. But it, it occurs, for example, and in, in, I was just in my, my messages app on the Mac, you'll see a conversations collection. And that conversation, that collection of conversations is exactly that. If I, if I interact with it, then it will go down the list of my various contacts. I'll see Brad and I'll see Chanel and I'll see my friends in there, my contacts. So that's the way to get into the collection and, and pick one of those. Another collection in my messages app would be uh, messages collection. So as I interact with Brad and I select Brad's message thread, then I can read Brad's inter uh, individual messages by going to the messages collection and interacting with those. So that's uh, kind of the concept of it. And I imagine there's collections that, that pop up all over the back. Yeah, very good. Great, um, thank you. So this yep. is Anicio. Yes, Anicio. So in terms of um, when you you think in your example with messages, is is collections the same thing as the thread that appears on the iPhone, for example? Yeah, or? pretty much. Right. The messages collection is uh, once you've interacted with a conversation. The conversations, if when you interact, is the person or your group that you're communicating with. That that isolates them as the ones that you want to communicate with. Then you go to the messages collection, which would be the thread for that individual or that group. Yep. This is Davida. Yes, Davida. So collections, um, I'm used to it, being a PC uh, user, keeping everything in documents and having things kind of alphabetized so I could always find them. Does collections, uh, you know, is that something that would kind of be a same concept but for documents or it doesn't apply all right who wants to answer that question so you're wondering if co collections is a way to help you organize documents right. is that what you're right. saying exactly Okay, well, basically, a collection is really kind of more of a, how would you describe it? It, It's more of um, like a type of, a, it's more of a term 
that voiceover uses to indicate something. Um, just like, you know, a web page can have headings, links. Um, mm. It's a term of, so a collection is more of a kind of a identifying characteristic. Mm -hmm. It's not really something you would use to... Okay. It's, right, it's what the control, screen, it's right. a screen reader term. Yeah. Okay. It's not something like a folder or a file okay. that you right. would create and, and use. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, who has our next question? I have a question. This yes. is Deanna. Deanna. Okay. I just, I just updated and now my voiceover isn't working. My password, when I enter it in, it's it's not doing anything. So do you? Uh oh. This is Herbie. Okay. Go ahead, Herbie. Yeah. What I usually find helpful in these situations is to try to reset. Have you tried resetting it with Command F five? That's to reset voiceover. Have you? No, that's the first thing to try because your voice. I, over I tried caps lock because <laughs> nope. I have the instead of VO, I have it on caps lock. Command F5, but... though. <laughs> Command. Command okay, F5 well, that's or... one. So, what, what, which Mac model do you have? Uh, M1. Okay, but it's a laptop. Mac it's Mini. a laptop, yes. It's okay, so in your case, what you're going to want to do is the command and then the um, that key to the right, uh, the 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 um. Oh, what's that fingerprint sensor key called? HID sensor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Command F5 will work as long as okay. you have F keys. It did it. Yes. It did it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. So that, but that's usually what happens with updates wow. is voiceover gets turned off for some reason. So, um, that always also, default Deanna, to that is the first forget. thing to try. So, yep. Also, what? You can always tell Siri as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you forget the command for it, you can tell Siri as well. But yeah. Um, oh I'll send you my notes too. So hopefully that helps. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Very good. I know. Who has our next question? Well, this is Brad. I had something from a way back. Because um, I know we're getting close to the end here. We are. Um, yep. Mary Ellen when she got her new Mac studio talked about, she exported some mailboxes, a mailbox that contained some mail she had saved in a folder in the on my Mac section. Mm -hmm. And she exported it by going to um, the menu bar, the mailboxes. And down in that, that menu is export mailbox or export. So she exported the mailbox and we were trying to figure out how to get in and we could not find it. There was nothing in the mailbox folder, but I found it. And when I found it, it was so obvious. I couldn't believe in mail, go to the menu bar and go to the file folder. And on down in there is an item that says import mailbox and ellipsis and it opens a dialogue box with some things that allow you to 
specify what it is you want to import, or just says import, actually, what it is you want to import. And by default, it's set to mailbox. And then there's some other items there. And then there's um, a continue button. So it goes to another uh, dialogue. And I did not go beyond that because I didn't have anything to import. But I wanted to say that Mary, Mary Ellen should probably go, if hopefully you've still got those exported mailboxes on a flash drive or whatever you put them on. And hopefully that will help you get them imported into your um, Mac Studio. But well, um, just, go ahead. Miss Mary Ellen, I, I have to find them, but I thank you very much for that. I, I, I still recommend anyone who has mail you want to save if what you're using is mail that's IMAP that you create an IMAP create a folder under the IMAP account and put them in there so that if you get a new Mac and once you sign in and create that sign into that account on your Mac all that stuff all those folders will just show up but I just couldn't believe there wasn't a way to import. Uh, something into the mail app. And of course, when I found it, I was like, of course, the files menu. So hopefully you'll be able to find it, Mary Ellen. Very All good. Right, so this is Ruby. I've got an interesting question. All right. So I need to actually look at this to myself. But before I do, does anybody know, can you use a Mac as a secondary or primary monitor for another Mac? And the reason why I would want to is because I was thinking about putting WhatsApp on my current Mac, but I don't have a monitor attached to it. And one thing this it is, needs this is, is Brad. Code. Yep. Yes, Brad. I have heard this discussed repeatedly on Apple Insider Podcast because they have talked about wanting to use an iMac as a secondary display mm -hmm. for either another iMac or a MacBook Pro because it would be a bigger screen. Right. And the answer is it is not possible. Okay. You can use a iPad and Sidecar as right. a secondary monitor to a Mac, but Sidecar does not allow you to use another Mac as a secondary hmm. display. Why were you wanting it in WhatsApp? Arby? So the reason, because I was going to maybe put WhatsApp on my current Mac, because sometimes I like to use it from the computer side. Hmm. But the one downside with WhatsApp is it requires a QR code. Uh, yeah. Right. So you kind of need a monitor for that. Yeah, I haven't been able to set it up for that reason. So I was oh thinking, God. well, yeah. you know, I could just, if it let me use my other Mac as a monitor, then I could just use that as the mm -hmm. monitor. Okay. and. Oh, cool. Problem solved. But, uh, this is, this is Brad. And, and I don't even think you can use it in the new thing they call continuity, where right. uh, your mouse arrow, for those who are sighted and can do that kind of, can just drag it over. Because that's, a, again, that's a secondary display. You could do that with your iPad or something like that, but you cannot do it with another Mac. Right. And Eli. Yes, I. That is very surprising to me. I, I know that there are usually alternative sign-in methods, but I'm not familiar with WhatsApp on 
the so Mac. on the Windows side, they now let you authenticate with a phone number, but I've yet to see that. On, when I looked a month ago, they had not introduced that on the Mac side. That is unfortunate. <laughs> Goodness, it is. Um, I can tell what I do. What I will tell you, if you do want to do something like what I found to be most effective when doing QR codes on a screen in the Mac is you can do this thing in the menu bar called like, uh, it's called like give focus. Um, the exact terminology here, it's in the Apple menu. Um, oh, now what is it? Oh, um, you can hide others, and then that'll keep the app, actual app that you're in in focus. So I found that does make it a little bit easier for your phone to find the QR code. So that's how I've done that on the Mac. But um, yeah, it would be nice I if they and they should download the app just to see if they've now introduced the phone number authentication method, as that would be a lot easier. I have but, a suggestion um, for yep. you. Um, well, there, there is no technical communication between the devices. So if you are able to take a screenshot of your Mac screen with the QR code visible and then send that to yourself, you can then utilize a different device to scan the QR code. Oh, well, this is an interesting idea. Oh, obvious. We missed it. Yeah. Really? And you're a new student, right? I, yes, uh, to the Mac, I have built computers my entire life. Don't crucify me. No, that's We're great. We're crucifying you. We're going to recruit you probably by the end of the week, the way you're going, son. <laughs> Uh-oh. I never even thought of that. Wow, in that's brilliant. That. <laughs> oh, I, I'm literally, so I, I definitely am excited about this course as an accountability for me to get on the Mac, but... Um, I have not messed with the Mac side of the operating system, and yet I am virtualizing Windows 11 ARM via Parallels with a MacBook Pro, and I am enjoying that immensely. Well, I can relate because when I first got my Mac, probably one of the first things I did with it was boot camp, and that was, you know, back in 2013. Mm. So, so my last question, because I just don't remember, because I never have to really do this on this side, how do you take a screenshot on the Mac side? Ooh. Oh, good. Go to keyboard. Go to, go to. Uh, V O X or no option no, X? No. No, it it involves F. With. It involves number three, and number four, and I cannot remember the commands. But if you go to keyboard, in system settings, then there's a button for shortcuts, and it opens up the shortcuts, and one of the categories is a screenshot, and it will show you. There are four of them, um, and I cannot remember what they are because it's not like what I use every day, but you will see them right, right. there. All right. Oh, I know. The, the keyboard commander put the screenshot in a mail message. That's what the keyboard No, yeah, does. that's something else. Yeah, yes. I, I I was just okay. No, yeah, you're anyway, right. it does. I we forgot are, about that one. We are out of time, so great questions, everyone, from – the getting us started, thinking about our Macs to some of the advanced possibilities. I love it. Come back next month. Uh, Mac and Talk will be April or no, we'll still be in March. March. Oh dear. March, <laughs> March 26th, I think. So yes. we will see you back then. In the meantime, check out some of our other events this week and throughout the month. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Chanel. Bye. Harvey, Thank you.
Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you too. Ending the room. Nice to meet everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time. Thanks, guys.